Okay. Now let's try not to let's just power through it. Cause anytime we mess up, I have to edit it. Okay. Project what? And you don't want to do that. I don't. Because I have four to do. Can our director, like, um, give us an action? They will okay. when it's, I'm not sure who's taking over. Okay, where's your book? Do you have your book? No, I didn't. Okay, sound, are you ready? Sound effects, are you ready? I'm good. Okay, actors over here, are you ready? Okay, um, mm -hmm. over here, do you have something to keep you busy? Do y'all, any of y'all have anything to say during today? Huh? Yeah, but I don't know what that means. Do you have any lines today? We're going to, I don't know. We're going to start. I start on We're going to try and get to 16. We'll see where we're doing at 16, okay? All right, remember, if you're over here, you're still projecting, okay? I'm going to go sit down. Directors, you are in charge. Okay, uh, studying on to action. I mean, no, 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 no. Music. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the CMM Radio Hour. Today we'll bring you a tale of adventure on the high seas, a beloved tale of pirates, secret maps, buried treasure, and revenge. Treasure Island by Robert Louis Stevenson. Sparks, Lonnie, and Dr. Lively have asked me to write down the whole story about Treasure Island, from the beginning to the end, keeping nothing back. I take up my pen the year of grace, 1783, and go back to the time, 19 years ago, when my mother kept the Admiral Benbow in, and the brown old seaman with the saber cut on his cheek first took up in his longing under our roof. I was 14, but I remember him as if it were yesterday. 15 men on the dead man's chest. Yo-ho-ho and a bottle of rum. Drink them in the jail with the rest. Yo-ho-ho and a bottle of rum. Jim, there's a man coming up the road. Go out and see what he wants. Yes, mother. <clears throat> he came plodding to the end door. His sea chest pushed behind him and an arrow and a hand barrow, he looked aside, a tall, strong, heavy, nut-brown man, his pigtail falling over his shoulders of his solid blue coat, his hand ragged and scared, and the saber cut across one cheek, a dirty, liquid white, singing that old sea song. Yo, oh, oh, and a bottle of rum. <coughs> now then, boy, open, open up in there. Now then, boy. Yes, sir. What do you call this place? The Admiral Benbow Inn, sir. Admiral Benbow, eh? Nice, lonely-looking, pleasant city at Grog Shop. Folks don't come here, do they much? Do they, boy? No, sir. Not many customers to our door, lies. No? Well, then, it's a berth for me. I mind staying here for a bit. Hey, you, matey. You are the wearbearer. Help me up with my chest. Aye, aye, cap. You too, boy. It's heavy. Yes, sir. Call me Captain, boy. Captain. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> Captain. Just one more thing. Yes, Captain. You ain't seen him, have you? Seen who, Captain? A seafaring man. You might have seen him somewhere. You can't tell? Let me know if you do, boy. Yes, sir. With one leg. Yes, sir. Captain. Yes, Captain. Bring me a nugget of rum, son. We never knew his name. We called him the Captain. All day he wandered on the cliff with a brass telescope, staring out to sea all evening. He sat in the corner next to the fire and drank rum. And every day when he came back from his stroll, he would ask me the same question. Any sea farm man go by to the, along, today along the road? No, Captain. You you wouldn't lie to me, would you, Jim? No, sir. Jim, there's a silver coin for y'all on the first of every month. If you'll keep it your eye open for any seafaring man with one leg, call me the moment you see him. A seafaring man with one leg, how it haunted my dreams. One stormy night when the wind shook the house and the surf roared, I could see him. 
the light cut off at the knee, and you will lie. Oh, you'll, you'll keep your eye open, won't you, Jim? The captain stayed on week after week, month after month. I never have any of money, Jim. Not a penny has to pay us since the day he came here, and me a poor widow woman. Mother, why don't you ask him for some? Well, I'll tell you the truth, Jim. I'm afraid to ask him. In all that time, none of us ever saw him open the great sea chest of his. There were nights when he took a deal more rum than he should. Uh, Fifteen men on the dead man's trap. Of course, anyone who came into William to listen to the stories, dreadful stories they were about walking the plank in the storms at sea and the wild deeds in the places on the Spanish main. He must have lived among some of the wickedest men that God ever allowed upon the sea. The captain had been living with us almost a year. Then there occurred to the first of many mysterious events. It was one January morning, very early. The captain had sat down the beach with his telescope under his arm. My mother was upstairs, and I was laying at the breakfast table when the parlor door opened and a stranger stepped in. I'm laying this for a cup for a man who stays in the house. We call him the captain. Well, Mama Bill, he be called the captain, like a floor. Now, I'll be guessing like our captain's gonna come on she can. Huh? But of course, save me. Save that out. There's some eight bills, less than all that. You and me, Tony. We'll give Bill a little surprise, we will. Fifteen men on the dead men's just y'all. <gasps> Black dog, so you've run me down. Ha ha ha. Well, speak up, what is it? That's you, Bill. Always right to it, Billy. We'll have a glass of water and we'll sit down, if you please, and talk about talk like old shipmates. Sit down, Bill. And you, Tony, get some drink for us. Yes, sir. And now you're listening in on me, do you hear? For a while, I could hear nothing but a low gabbing suddenly. No, 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 and an end of it. It comes through a swing, and swing all say it's I. Take it, you black guard. I'll scare you, Gifford. You'll be fed into the fishes. Ah! I saw black dogs, screaming blood, run off down the road. Presently, the captain returned alone. Jim, Jim. Here, Captain. Uh, give me, give me some rum. Captain, are you hurt? I, I must get away from here. Get away, that's what. It's the captain, mother. He's wounded. The captain? Oh, dearie me. I've never been afraid of something like this ever since he came into that house with the old chest of his. I got the rum and tried to put it down his throat, but his teeth were tightly shut and his jaws were as strong as iron. An hour later, a friend, Dr. Lavsley, came in. Where is he wounded, doctor? Wounded? A fiddlestick's end. No more wounded than you and I. The man's had a stroke. Oh, where's, where's Black Dog? Black dog, there is no black dog. You've been drinking rum, man, and you've had a stroke. Now listen to me. Rum will kill you. If you take him in one glass, you'll die. And the, and the world will be rid of a very dirty scoundrel. About noon the next day, stopped at the captain's door. Who is it? It's me, Jim. Come in, Jim. Come in. He was lying very much as we had left him. Jim, you know I have always been good to you. Now you see, mate, I'm pretty low and deserted by all, Jim. You bring me a noggin of rum, won't you, matey? But the doctor. Doctor's pa. If I don't have a dram of run, Jim, I'll have the whores. Seen them already. Seen all Flint dead, bur dead and buried. But I seen him, Jim. I'll give you a golden guinea for a noggin of rum. When I brought it to him, he seized the freedom and drank it all. All right, that's better. Now, matey. Did the doctor say how long I was to lie here? A week at least. Thunder! A week? I can't do that. They have the black spot on me by then. The, the thing they're after, it's, it's in me, an old sea chest. I was old Flint's first mate, and now I'm the only one as knows as the place he buried him. He gave it at me at Savannah when he lay in a dying. What's the black spot, Captain? A summons from old Flint's crew, and, and as them as it gets, Jim. It's lucky when they're dead. 
A week went by, and then about three o'clock, a better foggy, frosty afternoon. I saw someone coming along the road. He was plainly blind, but he tapped him with a stick, and he was hunched, evident from age or weakness, and he wore a huge old tattered suit coat with the hood. Kind Christian friends, take pity on an old, poor, blind mariner who has lost the precious sight of his eyes. Tell me where I may now be. You're at the Admiral Bimble Inns. Will you give me your hand, my kind young friend, and lead me in? I held out my hand, and in the moment, the horrible, eyeless creature grabbed me with a vice. <clears throat> now, boy, take me into the captain. Sir, upon my word, I dare not. You heard me. Take me in straight. <clears throat> yes, sir. Good. And when I'm in view, say to him, here's a friend for you, Bill Bones. If you don't, I'll twist your arm right out of your body. Do you hear? Yes, sir, I... <clears throat> Stash your chatter. Dang here. Now forward, march. Here's a friend for you, Bill Bones. Now, Bill, sit where you are. Business is business. Hold out your left hand to Bill. Boy, take this out of out of his left hand by the wrist and bring it near to my right. Here's a little bit of paper here, Bill Bones. Now that's done, I'll be going. Goodbye, Bill. What time is it, Jim? 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock. Six hours, Pew and Black Dog and Long John, Long John Silver. The whole crew of them will fight! Captain, Captain, Captain! Captain! Mother! The captain's dead! What? Dead? What in our house? Here's his money. He does. And we have four widows. But mother, if Black Dog comes back or the blind man looking for the share of the booty, they won't be likely to pay his dips. Oh, Black Dog fiddlesticks. There's something in the old chest of his upstairs that's rightfully marked, and we'll have that chest open if we go for it. Look, mother, look! On the floor close to the dead man's hand was a little round of paper blackened on one side. The black spot! I took it up and read, You have till ten tonight. Four hours. Now, Jim, that chest is locked up tight. We must find that key. Perhaps it's around his neck. Tear up in a shirt. There. Sure enough, hanging on a little bit of string, he found the key. Then my mother got a candle and hold it to each other's hand. We went upstairs to his room. Give me the key, Jim. Now then. Nothing in here, not a thing of value, not a penny. Mother, look! There, at the very bottom lay a bundle tied up in an oil cloth, looking like paper and a canvas bag that gave forth a touch of jingle of gold. Do you see, young Jim? I knew we'd find it, but I'll show you these robes that I'm an honest woman. I have, I have me do, and not bothering over. Here, Jim, hold this back. The coins were from all countries and sizes, the boom, dreams, and piece of eight. As my mother soared through the coins, I picked up the oil cloth packets. I quickly did away in my best pocket. Mother! What is it, Jim? Mother, listen. Come, Mother. Mother, take the hole and let's be gone. No, I have to do, Jim, and no more. But, Mother, you heard him. There was a blind man. I know my rights. No, Mother, you don't see. Oh dear, I'll take what I have. Next moment, we are in full retreat towards the village. Scoundrel shouting behind us. Faster, Mother! Oh, Jim. Mother, hurry! I'm going to fight. Oh, Jim, take the money and go on. Oh. Mother! She had fainted. I managed somehow to drag her down the bank into the shadow of the ditch. A moment later, the house was surrounded. Bones! Bill Bones! Bill Bones, will you answer me? Down with the door, then! Aye, aye! aye.
the shark and livers and the recipe aloft and get your chest. I told how I told the party to smash. Whatever it was they were after, they did not find it. Well, is it there? Nothing. Jim? Mother, shh. Are you all right? What is it, Jim? What are they after? The map, Mother. This map. Hold on, you sneaks. It's in the house. You know it is. The signal, Pew, the signal. You dogs, are you giving up now? You'd be rich as kings if you could find it. Good evening, Squatch Halani. Good evening, Dr. Lucy. Good evening to you, friend Jim. Good evening, officer. What brings you here? Then the officer stood up straight and stiff and told a story. <coughs> when he finished, all the men in the, in the room eyed me critically. Well, Hopkins, they attacked the house, you say? Well, what were they after? Bill's money, I suppose. No, Your Honor. I believe I have the thing in my breast pocket. And to tell you the truth, I should like to put it in safety. I say, man, you are telling us, Jim. You have the thing they were after? Here it is, sir. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> heard of the Captain Flint, I suppose, Squire Charlie. Heard of him? He was a bloodthirsty buccaneer that sailed. Blackbeard was nothing compared to Flint. Well, we have here some clue to where Flint buried his treasure. Will that treasure amount to much? Amount, sir? It will amount to this. I'll fit out a ship in Bristol Dock and take you and Hawkins here alone. And I'll have that treasure. If I search a year, sir. Very well. Now, if young Jim is agreeable, we'll open the packet. Hmm, a map of an island, tall tree, spyglass shoulder, bearing a point to the north of northeast, skeleton island. The bar silver is in the north catch. Tomorrow, I'll start for Bristol. In three weeks time, we'll have a ship, sir, and a choice cruise. Hawkins shall come as cabin boy. You, Dr. Lively, as ship's doctor, I am admirable. I'll go with you, Squire Chalani. So will young Jim, and he'll be a credit to the undertaking. There's only one man I'm afraid of. Who's that? Name the dog, sir. You, sir, for you cannot hold your tongue. It was it was longer than Squire Kalani imagined. Er, we were ready to see. Weeks passed on. Then, one fine day, there came a letter from the Squire from Bristol. Dear Dr. Lachlan, I should have finally lies at April. Ready for sea. It was the crew that delayed me. Then I had the most remarkable stroke of fortune. I was standing on the dock. When the merriest accident, I fell in a talk with his old soul. He had a hobbled down there that morning with a parrot on his shoulder. I engaged him on the spot to be ship's cook. Long John Silver, he is called, and has lost a leg. I thought I only found a cook, but it was a crew I discovered. Between Long John Silver and myself, we got together in a few days' company of the toughest old 
toughest ones to imagine. On the 16th of April, 1764, the schooner, the schooner Espanol set sail from Bristol Harbor. I can remember it as if it were yesterday, me in my new blue cap, cat and boy's clothes, leaning over the rail, waving goodbye to my mother, doing the best not to cry, for it was my first time. I've been away from home. Then, a little before noon, Captain Small gave an order. The boat's wing sounded the pipe. And the schooner left the dock. Soon the sail began to draw, and the land to slip away. The Espanol had began her voyage to Treasure Island. On the second day out, I made an acquaintance with Mr. John Silver. Ah! Hey there, boy. Come in. Come on into Long John Gallery. Ah! To tell you the truth, at the very first mention of Long John Silver in the Squire's letter, I had taken a fear in my mind that this might be the very one-legged sailor dreaded by Bill Bones. But, I, but one look at him was enough. I had seen Black Dog and Blind Hugh, and I knew what a buccaneer looked like. Very different from this pleasant-looking sea cook. His leg, his left leg cut off close to the hip, and under the left shoulder he carried a crutch. Ah! Pieces of meat! Pieces of meat! Are you Mr. Silver, sir? Yes, my lad. Such is my name, to be sure. In your office, eh? Your first trip to sea, maybe? Yes, sir. Well, well. There's a lot of things you're going to learn before this year voyage is over. And if there's anything you want to know... All things you just come to old John Silver and ask him to see. Ah! Pieces of eight! Pieces of eight! Here's Captain Flint. I call my parent Captain Flint. Ah! Yeah, Captain Flint, I've been a famous buccaneer. Pieces of eight! Ah, hey, she's a powerful old bird, is Captain Flint. 200 years old if she's a day. Pieces of eight! Pieces of eight! Pieces of eight! At the end of the third, after, after the end of the third week, we left the Madeira behind us. The ship, the ship proved to be a good ship, a seaman capable. There was only one. There was only one man aboard who was not satisfied, and that was Captain Smollett. I'll speak I don't like it. I don't like this cruise. I don't like the men. I don't like them officers. They're short and sweet. Nobody paid much attention to him. <laughs> 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 Every man on board seemed well content. Double broad was served on the leash at And always a barrel of apples standing way high for anyone to help himself that had a fancy. Never knew if they'd come with a gift. Handing that apple, ha, huh. Royal the crew, and you make them. Well, good did come. Okay, everybody stop. We're going to make an adjustment, so we're going to back it up a little bit. Mom and Owen go that way. Good y'all are out. Pirates come over here. Because y'all have stuff that's going to, we need to hear. And we're going to back it up to, what's a good place to start? Back it up a little bit. Says, uh, when was that weird water, that loud oopsie? I think it was crows. Let's back it up to there, wherever that was. Was that when I dropped the tail accident? No, it was when the crows or the seagulls went off. Where where was that? Oh, just now? Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, 17? Like the end of 17. Yeah. We started at like piece of the eight. Um, we still have... We have about 10 minutes that we can go. Uh, 17. So back it up a little bit yeah. to a good place now that we've got the... I think we should start with Long John Silver. No, we're still recording. Um, no. 17. 17. Go ahead. Uh, You'll have a good place to start. Yes, me Wait, Long John Silver. Um, yes, me Yes, Wait, do you want me to stop the recording? No. Okay. Yes, me lad. Such is me name to be sure. And you're off in day. Your first trip to sea, maybe? Yes, sir. Well, well. There's a lot of things you're going to learn before this year voyage is over. 
if there's anything you want to know of is just come to old John Silver and ask him, see? Ah, pieces of eight, pieces of eight. Here's Captain Flint. I call my parrot Captain Flint. Ah! Yeah, Captain Flint after the Wait, wait, is somebody year. talking? Yeah, let's not do that. Back it up and start there again. Well, well, there's a lot of things you're going to learn before this year voyage is over. And if there's anything you want to know, often you just come to old John Silver and ask him, see? Ah, pieces of eight, pieces of eight. Here's Captain Flint. I call my parrot Captain Flint. Ah! Yeah, Captain Flint after the famous buccaneer. Pieces of eight. Ha, uh, she's a powerful old bird, is Captain Flint. 200 years old, if she's a day. Pieces of eight, pieces of eight, pieces of eight. At the end of the third week, we left the Madeira behind us. The ship proved to be a good ship. The seaman capable. There was only one man aboard who was not satisfied, and that was Captain Smollett. I'll speak plain. I don't like it. I don't like this cruise. I don't like the men, and I don't like me officers. That's short and sweet. But nobody paid much attention to him. <laughs> Every man on board seemed more content. Double grog was served on the least excuse, and now was a barrel of apples standing waist high for anyone to help himself that had a fancy. Never knew good come of it yet. Handing out apples. Ha! Spoil the crew and you make doubles. But good did come out of the apple barrel. It was the last day of our outward voyage. We were coming close to the site of Treasure Island, just after sundown. When all my when all my work was over, I thought I should like an apple. I ran out on deck, the watch was all forward. Looking out of the island, the slot was low, so I had to climb into the apple barrel to get one. Suddenly, I heard voices on deck. Look here, mates. How long are we going to stand off and on like best car boys? How long by the powers, the last moment I can manage, and that's how long. I'll need brisk glass, I'll be seen drying in the sun, and execution dock. And all for the same hurry, he's a first-rate seaman, Captain Smollett, sells the blessed ship for us. Yeah. 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 I'm in the sort you are. Then the squire rose. Captain Smollett, you were right and I was wrong. I call myself a good and I await your orders, sir. This long John Silver is a remarkable man. Here's the way I see it. We must go on. Now what I propose is that we don't wait for them to surprise us, but that we come to blows at our own time and when they least expect it. There must be some faithful hands left. Well, we must find out who they are. Young Jim here can help us more than anyone. His men are not shy with him and Jim is a noticing lad. Hawkins, I put cartridges, bacon. In the meantime, there were only seven out of 
Hawkins, I put prodigious faith in you. In the meantime, there were only seven out of twenty-six on whom we knew we could rely. And of those seven, I was a boy, so that the grown men on our side were six to the nineteen. The next morning, there was not a breath of air moving, nor a sound, but that of the surf booming half a mile along the beach. Oh. The heat was sweltering, and the men grumbled fiercely over their work near to me. It was plain. It was plain. Hung over us like a thundercloud. Around noon, Captain Swore came upon us. Me lads, we've had a hot day and we're all tired and out of sorts. A quick turn ashore hurt nobody. So you can take the gigs and as many as you please may go ashore for the afternoon. Short, then I leaped out and plunged into the nearest thicket behind me. I could hear John Silver's voice. Hey, Jim. Jim, me boy. Hey, Jim. John Long John Silver was quick at his work. Two faithful members of the crew were murdered on that island that afternoon. Only an hour after we landed, the first one I heard. particular. Ah, well, but I am, Jim. I'm rich, and you'll bless your stars, you will. You was the first that found me. Woo! Suddenly his eyes fell on the hay pinole anchored offshore. Between it and the land was a jolly boat, with five men moving towards shore. But I couldn't tell if they were our men or the mutineers. Jim, tell me true. That ain't Flint's ship? It's not Flint's ship, and Flint is dead. There are some of Flint's heads aboard, though. Bad luck for us. Not a man with one leg? Long John Silver? Ooh, if you are sent by Long John, woo! I'm as good as pork, I know it. I was in Flint's ship with John Silver when old Flint buried the treasure. He had six along, six strong seamen. They was ashore nigh on a week, and then one day, here come Flint, by himself in a little boat, and the all six dead, dead and buried along with the treasure. How he done it, not a man of us can make out. 
I joined the purpose of our voyage and the, and the predicament in which we now found ourselves. Oh, that long John. He's a bad un. Well, you just put your trust in Ben Gunn. Ben Gunn's the man to help you. You tell that to your squire, Trelawney, Jim. Wow, look at that. Far off, we saw the Union Jack fluttering in the air above the woods. There's your friend, sure enough. Long John Silver fly the Jolly Roger. That's your friend, sure enough. Ashore the old stockade, made years and years ago by Flint. Wow, what's that? That's the ship's cabin. They're shooting at the stockade. Come on! Wait a minute, Jim. Wait! Rum wouldn't bring you down there. But remember, Jim, when Ben Gunn is wanted, he knows where to find him. Aye, aye, Mr. Gunn. I'm sorry to run towards the flag. Hey, Jim! Jim! Yes, sir? You won't forget that old piece of cheese, would you, mate? No, sir. Less than a mile to the stockade. It was heavy running through the woods. The shooting was getting louder. Suddenly, the foremast appeared, and the smoke of muskets fired nearby. Hey there! Who goes there? Hey, don't shoot! It's me. It's Jim. 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 It's Moments later, I was over the stockade among my friends and soon afterward the firing ceased. The nutrients were saving their powder. The stockade was a good place with the wall six feet high all around it. We could have held it against a regiment. And here Captain Small decided to stay and await our enemy's next move. I told the doctor Lives, I told Dr. Livesley and Squire Jelani about Ben Gunn. Flag of truce! Flag of truce! Who's that? It's Long John Silver. Stop, or we fire. Flag of truth. We need lookout. Dr. Lively, take the north side if you please. Yes, sir. Jim, the east. Gray, west, lively men and careful. What do you want with your flag of truth? Captain Long John Silver, sir, come to make terms. Captain Long John Silver, why you black-hearted scoundrel I've... Silence, sir. Silence. If you wish to talk to me, you can come. And that's all. If there's any treachery, it'll be on your side, and the Lord help you. That's enough, Captain. A word from you's enough. I know a gentleman. Stop there. Hey, you aren't going to let me inside, Captain? It's a cold morning, to be sure, sir, to sit outside on the sand. Oh, there's young Jim. Talk in the morning to you, Jim. Why, there you You're all together like a happy family in a manner of speaking. If you have anything to say, my man, better say it. Well, here it is. We want that treasure and we'll have it. That's our that's our point, Captain Smollett. You have a chart, haven't you? That's as may be. Oh, well you have I know that. What I mean is we want your chart. You give us the chart and I'll give you my word of honor to clap you somewhere safe ashore. Is that all you have to say? Every last word by thunder. Refuse that and all you'll have next is musket balls. Ah! Very good. Now you'll hear me. If you'll come up one by one, unarmed, I'll engage to clap you all in irons and take you home to a fair trial in England. You can't find the treasure, you can't sell the ship, and you can't fight us. I stand here and tell you so, and that's the last good word you'll get from me. Ha! Laugh by thunder, laugh. Before an hour's out, you'll laugh on the other side. Then that'll... Die, be the lucky ones. Ten minutes later, nothing remained of the engineer, but the fire had fallen. The attacking party did not come back that night. The next day, it was sizzling hot. After dinner, Doctor Lawrence sent for me. Uh, Jim, lad, was it was it cheese that you said had been run out of fancy for? Yes, sir. Cheese. Well, Jim, you've seen my snuff box, haven't you? And you never saw me take snuff. The reason being that in my snuff box, I carry a piece of Parmesan cheese. Well, that's for Ben Gunn. Will you see that he gets it? Hmm? Well, good then. And goodbye, lad. Then he took up his hat and pistols, grit on the cut last, put the chart in his pocket, and set out briskly through the trees. That afternoon, a new idea came to me. 
This was to swim out under the cover at night, cut the Hispaniola drift, and let her go ashore when she fancied. The mutineers, after their repulse of the morning, had nothing nearer than their hearts set up to anchor and away to sea. This, I thought, would be fine to prevent. Fine things for Beth. It was evening when I reached the east coast of the island. I could see the Hispaniola lying at anchor offshore, and there was the Jolly Roger, the black flag of piracy, flying from her beak. As the last rays of daylight dwindled and disappeared, absolute darkness settled down on Treasure Island. The next night, I was back on land. I was proud of myself, and with the reason, I gathered the Hispaniola breached her. Reached her up heartily in the north inlet with no harm done, save for the mutineers. I had no trouble finding the stockade, stockade coming, coming in from the shore, keeping close in the shadows where the darkness was thick, thickest. I crept into the blockhouse, I could see nothing. In the dark, I felt for a place to lie down. Pieces of eight! Pieces of eight! Pieces of eight! <laughs> <laughs> Who goes? Who goes? Bring a torch, dark. Well, well, shiver me timbers. Young Jim Hawkins dropped in like a quite a pleasant surprise for poor old John. Always wanted you to, to join my camp and take your share and die a gentleman. And now my cock, here you be. Well, my friends. Now, where do you think, my son? Have you killed them? What do you think? Well, I am not such a fool, but I know pretty well what I have to expect. But there's a thing or two I have to tell you. And the first is this. Here you are in a bad way. Ship lost, treasure lost, men lost. And if you want to know who did it, it was I. <gasps> oh, my gosh. I was in the apple barrel that I recited love. And I heard you, John. And you, Doug Johnson. And Hans, who's not the bottom of the sea, and told every word you said before the hour was out. And as for the schooner, it was I who cut her cable. And it was I who brought her where you'll never see her more, not one of you. I no more fear you than I fear a fly. Oh my gosh, no way. I'll put words to that. That's Erd. Good. 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 You're sneaking, start off with a skull. A there. Kill him! Do it in! Kill him! 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 I was wanting to show you this. And what does it look like, lads? A chart. That's what that's what it is, a chart. A chart of design, an old lens chart. Now what do you say to that? Yes. 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 I approve. That was the end of the night business. Only much later I woke up. Suddenly I felt someone beside me. Jim, young Jim, it's me, boy. Yes, Lord John. I saved your life. I saved your life for you tonight, Jim. Now you and me stick close, Jim. Don't get in trouble, Jim. Why did those friends of yours leave that chart behind when they cleared out of here? I came in here this morning and found the place empty and the chart lying there on the table where I could, couldn't miss it. There's something strange here. Don't know if it'd be good or bad. The next morning we set out after the treasures. Tall, tree, spyglass shouldered, bearing a point to the north or northeast. Skeleton Island, east, southeast, and by east and east. Close. It's a pointer. This is one of Flint's jokes, and no mistake. 
a lamb of kill, killed him. Every man in this one who held up ear and laid down as the compass. Yes. Fifteen men are dead in man's chest. Do you hear what I hear? Yo, ho, ho. That's the old Flint's ghost. Speak out. Old Flint. Darby McGraw. Darby McGraw. Fetch up the room. That was his last word. Darby McGraw. Old Flint's last word. Shipmates, shipmates, there's 750,000 pounds, not a quarter of a mile from here. Since when did men of steel become afraid of a little noise? Belay there, John. Don't you cross the spirit. Spirit? Well, maybe. You know whose voice that was? It was like a somebody else's. It was like a <laughs> by the powers been gun. I? I. So we're being gunned, Lynn. Boy, nobody minds him, gun. Dead or alive, nobody minds him. <laughs> Spyglass shoulder bearing upon to the northeast. Skeleton island southeast by east and east. Feet. Hey, next for the tall tree. Yay! The forest was a great ditch, and the shaft of a pit broken in two, and the boards of several packing cases turned around, all branded with the name Walrus, the name of Flint's ship. The treasure had been found and taken. 700,000 pounds were gone. No gold, nothing. There was never such an overturn in this world. For each of these pirates, it was as though he had been struck. But with Long John Silver, the blown passed almost instantly. He kept his head, found his temper, and changed his plan before the others had time to realize their disappointment. Joe, take this pistol and stand by for trouble. This for is saying that 700,000 times it is, the wooden head of leather. Dig away, boys. We'll find some oysters, and I shouldn't wonder. Oysters? Mates, do you hear that? I tell you now that men then we all alone. Look in the face of them and you'll see it right there. Yes, of course. Oysters. Oh, Mary, playing at being captain again. You're a pushing lad, to be sure. Mates, there's two of them alone there. One's that old cripple that brought us all here and blended us down to this. The other's that boy I mean to have the heart of. Now, mates. Mary was raising his arm and his voice, and was plainly meant to lead a charge, but just then, before he could wait, Long John fired two barrels of pistols into the angry man. Mary tumbled, head foremost, into the sand. Long John Silver stood over him, his pistol still smoked. Well, Mary, behind, I reckon I settled you. At the same moment, shouts were heard above our heads. It was Ben, Ben Gunn, Dr. Lively, and Squire Tuami. The doctor's plan had worked. The pirates had fallen into a trap. Forward, lads. As quickly as it started, the battle was over. Long John Silver dropped his pistol and, pistol and raised his arms into the air. Right kindly of you to stop by, Doctor. You came in about the nick of time, I guess, for me and Offens. <laughs> and so too, Ben Gunn. Well, you're a nice, nice one to be sure. I'm Ben Gunn, I am. And how do Mr. Long John Silver, I'm guessing you'd be wondering where I hid away all your treasure. Ben, Ben, to think it was you who'd done me in. John Silver, you're a prodigious villain and imposter, sir. Your crimes, sir, hang about your neck like millstones, but you saved this boy's life, and I'll mention that in your trial. Thank you kindly, sir. It took us three days to move the treasure from Ben Gunn's cage to the ship. On the 8th day of December, the Hispaniola reached the Bristol. Five men, only of those who had sailed, returned with us. Well, that was 19 years ago. All of us had an amateur share, had a sample share of the treasure, and used it wisely or foolishly. 
According to our natures, Captain Smollett is now retired from sea. As for Ben Gunn, he lived, he lived a hearty life eating nothing but cheese. Mom John Silver vanished on a voyage one night off the coast of Mexico. We heard no more of him. Sometimes I dream of Tender Island. The worst dreams that I've ever, that I've ever are, are when I hear the surf booming about its coast or the start up or start upright in bed with the sharp voice of Captain Flint. Oh. oh, pieces of eight, pieces of eight, pieces of eight. You have just heard Red Room Radio Redux's adaptation of Treasure Island by Robert Louis Stevenson with Young Jim. Name. Start over at that. We should have music under it. Okay, it's, it's on the app. Okay, I'll start starts. Don't forget to say Ben Gunn. And Black Dog and whatever. You have just heard Red Room Re Radio Read Adaptation of Treasure Island by Robert Louis Stevenson with Young Jim, Kazaya Zavis, Jim Hawkins, Kate Bridesdale, Captain Smollett, Ron Jim Beale, Dr. Elijah, Josie Jordan, Mother, Eden Hendrick, Bill Bones, <laughs> oh, oh, just... okay. Pirates, Dirk, Sparkle Johnny, Lovely Marshall, Seaman, Mackenzie Manor, Mary, Larissa Nichols, Morgan, Kevin Silver, Servant, Sarah Harris, Squire Tulani, Sarah Harris, Officer, Mary Short, Captain Flint, Mia Mouton, Long John Silver, Kinsley Duncan, Ben Gunn, Janie Diamond, Black Dog, Captain Sun Music. Captain Silver. This is Rosalind Marshall. Thank you for listening. You forgot. All right. Good job, everybody. Blind you. Blind you. Blind you. Sorry. Okay. Is the recording stopped? Julia Tillman. Oh, that was so long. So long.